This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. What made you actually want to go on The Bachelor? Like, what was the... Bro, I was just at the races. <laughs> I was just at the races off my guts. This lady comes up to me at the clipboard. She's like, do you consider television? I was like, fuck off, get away from me. And then um, and then I was with Dylan Stapp and Dylan was like, just give you a number, just give you a number. And I, um, I gave it to her. What's Catman doing? Catman doing, that's a new one. What the pads are you in? <laughs> All right, we are here with Tim Hanley. How are you? Founder of Frontrunner. Yep. Um, good friend of mine. Uh, some some really good stories that we can tell from, I reckon, the like, you know, we, we look back in uh, the birth of Frontrunner, and we're going to get to that, but the, some of the conversations that we had previously. Yeah. Um, in a gym in Bali. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Good to jump in quickly while I'm in Melbourne. Yeah. You got me last minute, eh? I did, I did. I, I was thinking and I was like, fuck. I was going to, obviously, I wanted to catch up for lunch, but then I was like, fuck, it will get you on the potty. Um, but, man, what I, I mean, for me, I've known you before Front Runner. Yeah. And I've, I see you now. They're and two different people, eh? Well, I mean, that's the same as me, bro. Like, honestly, like, if you spoke to people that I that know me from back in the day, you know, probably when I was like 21, yeah. it's the same thing. And what we might do is we'll start tell us a little, tell everyone a little bit about your journey, yeah. and we'll kind of we'll use this as a bit of a time lapse, and we'll kind of go from you know yeah. Tim growing up and, yeah. and from there, and then we'll take it through, and we'll start talking a little bit about Front Runner. Yeah, sweet. Well, you got me at a perfect time, eh? Because, like, I've been asking myself so many questions lately because I've been a bit confused with myself, like, because I thought I'm 29 now, and for the last probably, like, five years, I've been working myself out, and the Tim that I was last year is a fucking completely different Tim that I am right now, eh? And I thought I had my... Sh- I thought I knew who exactly who I was and, like... Um, like I know, I knew myself inside and out, and now I've completely changed, and I feel like I fucking snaked shedded skin, bro. And I'm just like, and now I'm, and, and now it's sort of it's so exciting because I lay in bed at night and I ask myself questions like, who, who am I now? Like, who, what am I doing now? And why am I feeling like this now? Because I, I have, um, I have times where I'm just like. That's not me. Like that's not me. But then I then I think about it and and go, actually that that is you. You don't have to be that guy that you were yesterday. Like like you don't have to be that guy that you thought you were. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll do, I'll dive into that, that a little bit because I was I don't know I've always been um, like a social person and like mate I was the king of the fucking the kids I'm always out everywhere and now I, I just don't I don't feel the need to go anywhere like after my boxing fight I was just like nah I don't, I don't need to be the after party I need, and it, it comes down to now I just um, the reason why is just I have something more important hey this is all I want to do I've got my missus I'm fucking head over heels it's everything and my life's just like at a completely different stage it's an identity thing, man. Like, for me, like, I look back at... The, I had the exact same experience. Like, I could say the same thing, man. Like, I was fucking... Not only was I a party animal, but I was the party animal yeah. of the group, right? Yeah. And it's like the guy, you know, who had to be yeah, eyes calls. on, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing. And it's like, for me, honestly, man, it took, like, trauma 
Yeah, it sort of is like that, isn't it? You, you, like, know, you need like, a point where you go, fuck, like, I've got to stop this. I've yeah. got to I've got to change. Otherwise, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I went through that a hundred times. <laughs> um, but I step, kept bouncing back to it. But uh, I, sort of, I used to love the self-sabotage. I used to love the self-sabotage. And now I'm at a stage, like, I, I'm at the peak of my game and I don't even look to fucking self-sabotage now. I like, where I felt confused i'm like i'm doing too well i'm doing too well and i would be like oh how can i wreck this how just have I a break my, how you can know? i bring my bank yeah. account back down to zero so i can start again because i used to just love the chase bro i used to love being at rock bottom a eh? and it's, it's fucked up but i used to love like being like rock bottom and having to start again that's what i mean it's an identity thing right like because i think that's <laughs> like when you think you're a certain person, yeah. you'll just carry out those behaviours yep. and you'll keep telling yourself a story of why that's okay that yeah. you did that. Yeah, you know, yeah, because like, yeah. I'm erratic and because I'm like, because that's just me. I'm ADD, I'm fucking, I, I should be doing that. Like, I've got an excuse to, like, to be to, to be everywhere doing shit I don't really need to be doing because of ADD and I, and I, um... you got to live life, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like that whole... And like, yeah, like telling myself, like, oh... That's just who I am. I'm just an erratic person. I'm fucking, um, I make split second decisions, which are shit decisions, and it's fine because I'm like that. And now I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I don't have to be like that person. I don't have to make those erratic decisions. I don't have to make stupid decisions. And I don't have to be asking myself fucking why, why I did that. I can just not do it. And I don't need, I don't. And you don't need to say, like, you know, you, that's one of the things that I think is one of, is hard about change, right? Like, the people around you, you know, yeah, you've got friends bit. that you, you know, I got friends that I would still say they're my best mates. Yeah, same. But man, I, I would see them once yeah. every four, five, six months. Yeah. You know, three months. You know, like, and it's like that's the hardest thing because when you first do that, yeah, like there's a lot of judgment there. Oh man, you know? yeah, they're like, oh, sober. You think you're good because you're sober? I'm like, yeah, give me a spell. Yeah. But, but like, like, <coughs> you just look for conversations that are hitting different, eh? When you when you when your mind is like, I, could, I can't stand being, I couldn't stand being around. Like I finished my fight um, last night, mm. and I left straight away. I didn't even stay for, to watch Kieran and the other boys because I was getting so much anxiety about people going, "Where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. What drugs are we taking? What things?" I get home and I'm just like, "Fuck." I can't even be around it because it's just like not the conversation. It's not. It's a, they're not conversations that are they're going nowhere for me. And and you know you don't like. It's just a waste of time, man. Like yeah. sitting around there and just like and you know doing it for the fact that you feel like you need to do it to satisfy people. Yeah. Like uh, I went to the SB about six weeks ago, brother, and like you know maybe if it was with my best best mates, I could sit there and and yeah. you know, but it, was, it wasn't, and it was just with it was like. With, with, a, a friend's partner's birthday, man, and yeah. I was just sitting there and I was like, fuck, man. I was going to the toilet every 40 minutes just to sit on my phone because I didn't want to be there. And in the end, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm just out different, of here. Different. I lasted like two hours, bro, two and a half hours. That's a different trip to the toilet, though, Ledge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's fucking true, right? Yeah, it's like, know you know, you, t- you feel like sometimes that you have to do things to satisfy those around you, and it's just not fucking. I'll show you this. It's I, wrote, not, I, wrote myself, I always write myself letters eh, to try and comprehend shit. And I was at the weigh in the other night and I got, got anxiety because I haven't been in a big crowd. I, I didn't go out after COVID, like when COVID finished. I, was, I wasn't like, bang, I'm straight out doing it. I hadn't been in a big crowd of drinkers and like my, the, crew, the crew that I'd been in forever. And they were at, the, at the, 
at the weigh-in and I had like anxiety and I was like, fuck, I never get anxiety, bro. And I always think if I have anxiety, what's it coming down to and how can I work it out? Because it's not anxiety. I'm not anxiety. It's just an emotion that's happening. Yeah. I always write shit to myself and I wrote to myself when I got home. Anxiety at the weigh-in. Knew it had nothing to do with the fight. I haven't been in a crowd and an atmosphere like that for nearly a year. People that I know with people that aren't, no, anxiety because the old me would have thrived in situations like that and would have thrived at a night like tonight, which other than the fights will be a massive party, a place where old me would absolutely dominate, where the conversations would be about what clubs we're going to, who's going to be there and what drugs we'll be taking and who's having the after party, what's plans for the Sunday to do it all again. And there's the answer to my anxiety. I'm in a crowd that knows the old me, expects the old me to turn up, but he's not there and he's, he's that far gone that I can't even dig him up for a night to put on a front that he's hit, that he is. It's not anxiety, it's just change. I always write a little shit like that to myself mm. to, to try and explain it, and I just fucking, that's exactly what it, exactly what it was. Especially coming back down here, that's what's sort of like being in terrible. I don't have to explain myself yeah, to anyone. alone. I don't have to explain this me to anyone. I don't have to go, oh, no, I don't want to do that, and sound like a stiff, and feel like I'm letting people down because I'm not going doing, doing the shit that people want me to do. Yeah, that's the hardest thing, man. Like, and it, uh, sometimes it's even with family with me, man. Like, yeah, because my family's like that. Like at times, it's like, and I'm talking like my greater family. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's just like it's it's always alcohol. It's always like, yeah, you know, and there's just so much going on, man. Yeah. I'm just like, that's not me anymore. Like, yeah. I don't want to fucking be around this all the time. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And I love them to death. Like, yeah. they're the fucking best. But it's like there's a reason that I like to isolate and just do my thing yeah. because it's like, that's me at my clearest. That's me when I feel my best. And, and I don't want to, I'm not going to sacrifice that just to make other people happy anymore. Like yeah. there's certain people that I will, yeah. but then it's like, I'm going to do it when I want to do it. And because I know that if I put myself in that environment too much, yeah. I'm going to feel anxious. I'm going to start fucking, it's not what I want to do. And I've I, I got some new mates in my life that are like Tom, who's got a business and like, um, it's all about the same sort of shit. They're chasing it, and I've only known them for like a year since this year. And um, I, I would honestly call them my, like my best mates now in my life, because um, they're just people I love. I love hanging around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to surround yourself with yeah. like that's the thing, man. Is like I put up something on Insta the other day, like a little fucking Twitter thing, <laughs> yeah. you know. But it's like you, at the end of the day, like if you want to achieve something. Yeah, it's all about the conversations you have in the environment you're in. Hundred percent. Like, I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. You know, like yeah. I fucking make sure that I'm. You are no. my friends and and the people that I spend most of my time around are business owners. They're people that are like you said, chasing it. Yeah. Um, but even like some of the people that I can just have conversations with, like there's a guy named Brendan Iambadejo from America that I've caught up with him when I went over there, and and you know we still talk probably weekly to this day, man. Like, yeah. Fuck, bro. He's like. He, he owns all of Orange Theory Fitness, Bay Area and LA. Yeah. And sold it and like, you know, played in the NFL, won a fucking Super Bowl ring with um, the yeah. Ravens. Like, and it's, and in, even like another guy, Toby um, Skov, who owns Creative Cubes. Like, the, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like just guys like that. It's like, fuck, man. Like the conversation. What doing, yeah, I just want to know. I want to know where you failed. Yeah, I want to know. know what, I want to see how you, where you've gone and I want to see how you've done it and I want to understand it yeah. and the conversations that you have and the way you think. Yeah, hard. And I think that's that's so important, man. Like, because you're right. Like, at the end of the day, man, you are who you spend your time with. Yeah. You know, like back in the day, 
I was spending fucking 90% of my time at the footy club, yeah. right? So therefore, 90% of my time is spent around drugs, alcohol, yeah. fucking just boys being boys, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, that's that was my identity at the time and that's who I was and that's all I did. Yeah. That's all I knew. Yeah. I was playing fucking senior footy and you were probably the same yeah. from the age of 16. Yeah. It's like the guys I used to look up to were the guys who were kicking eight yeah. snags, yeah. At, you know, full forward, you yeah, know? So yeah. it's like, it's just different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. All right, so let's take it back now. Yeah. Further. Further, right? So I want to. I want to kind of. I haven't really. I don't think we've spoken about this, and yeah. that's fucking weird. But w- what made you actually want to go on the Bachelor? Like, what was the? Bro, I was just at the races. <laughs> I was at the races off my guts. This lady comes up to me at the clipboard. She's like, "Do you consider television?" I was like, "Fuck off! Get away from me!" And then um. And then I was with Dylan Stav and Dylan was like, just give you a number, just give you a number. And I, um, I gave it to her and I got a call like a few months later and to, it was them to ask me to go on like some shit show like from America that was coming over here and it was going to be the first season. I was like, I'm not being a guinea pig on some shit show. Yeah. I don't know about And then they called me for the bachelorette. They're like, oh, we really like you, we really like you. Did one interview and bang, I was in. And then I was just like, fuck, man, I've got nothing else going for me. Hey, what do I got to lose? I'm just working on the tools. I'll say yes to everything, eh? Something like that. And I just think, I'm a big believer in the universe, eh? And I just think for her to be standing next to me in a, like, in a crowd of 100,000 people and her to go, hey, you want to go on TV? It doesn't happen for no reason. I know it doesn't happen for no reason. Shit happens for a reason. Yeah. And, and yeah, went from there. And then, so, obviously... Uh, going on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what, what, is there anything you learnt from that about yourself or is it oh, more just... Oh, mate, like fucking oath. On there you have no TV, no phone. No, I was in there 12 weeks, no phone, man. I'm addicted everyone is to their phone. 100%. I had no phone for 12 weeks. I read my first book in the Bachelorette that I've ever read in my life. 27 years old, 28 years old. Um, read my first book because I had the time to sit down. Mate, I was... I thought the same story I was telling myself, I'm erratic, ADD, can't sit down, can't do this. Had to do it. Had to sit down. Had to fucking be in bed early and had lots of conversations with the boys in there. Because um, you're still mates with a lot of them now, I'm still mates. Well, I didn't have conversations with like all of them, but I'd have like, my, three, my three mates in there and, um, and a lot of time to yourself, just thinking, just thinking, just thinking. Uh, it was good. Silence is, is a, it's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. I think, as I said, like environment. Yeah. It's like you just change your environment. And I mean, this is totally different. Like you're probably just thinking, fuck, but, I'll give it a whirl. But it was fucking hard work, man. Like it's mentally so hard. There's all these alphas around and like... Um, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, bro? there's all these alphas around and you're sort of like... But I, I, I... Hey, guys. Sorry for the interruption. It's Kyle. I just wanted to jump on here and remind you guys that every single month... The podcast is going to be running a competition on behalf of Elite Vitality Business School where we are offering you a spot into our newest course, the Diploma of Fitness Business. Now, all you have to do is take a photo of the episode that you're listening to, give myself a tag, give Reese Livingston a tag and give Pivotal Conversations a tag and tell us exactly what you're loving about the episode that you're listening to or your biggest learning. And that'll go into our inbox and then every single month we're going to be drawing a winner and giving away a spot into the next intake of the course. Back to the podcast. 
Thanks for tuning in. I knew I just had it over everyone from the step, from the get-go, walking into the change rooms when they get, when you first get there. You see everyone sussing each other out, getting changed, getting, getting, getting ready and that. And I was just like, I fucking have it over everyone here because I've done this shit before. I went to four different high schools, played about 20 different footy clubs. I've been the new guy, moved cities by myself, not knowing anyone. This is That's my thriving situation at that time in my life. I'll fucking walk into any crowd and light it up. And I just knew that. I knew how to work a crowd, knew how to become mates with everyone in some sort of way, but I knew that no one knew that. They all thought I was mad as a cut snake, eh? I was walking <laughs> around just geeing everyone up from the start, eh? They're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's going home first night. And I just... Because <laughs> as part of it, you've got to play the game, right? Yeah, you've got to play the game hard. You've got you to... Because you're, the, you're in there with all the boys, so you've got to... Was it, is it, is it, was it like, like, so, I mean... There would have been two sides, right? There would have been like... Yeah, there's the boys and there's the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you completely, I was and completely different. For the banter? Two, for, completely different for the, two, for the two of them. And none of the boys knew that I was going on these dates and just lighting it up. <laughs> they all just thought I was crazy. And I'll come back, I'll be like, that was the shittest date, man. Oh, you're date. kidding. And I'll go there and just be a completely different person with her. Because I'd be the mad party crowd. But I definitely, I have good conversation as well. And I, and I can talk emotions and I'm really in touch with myself so that's easy to talk to a girl and on a love show and talk fuck but which which a lot of people can't do they don't know themselves you know what I mean they, yeah. that's why I, that's why I did well I know I, I know I said before I'm still learning about the new self but everybody but, is. but before but but I could tell I can tell you all my flaws and fucking I know where I'm shit and I was real open about that kind of stuff which is always going to gain points in that when you're honest uh, but then I'd go back to the boys and be like, fuck, I don't know what's going on here. Just, just act real dumb and that and just be like, fuck, yeah, I don't know. Such a fucking but, different environment. And then, and then, yeah. and, but then I'd, all these boys all trying to trying to win her and that and, and like trying to, because she would go off about um, anyone trying to start fights and we're all here just to find love and blah, blah, blah. And um, she would go crazy at everyone if they're starting... Uh, talking shit and like blah blah blah, and I'd go in there. And there'd be massive blue in the house, and then um, she'd be go. She'd come in and pull everyone in and go off at everyone. And be like, "Why are you all children?" Blah blah blah. And I'd t um, talk to her and I'd be like, "Oh, I started that fight. Sorry." <laughs> and, she, and she would just laugh, eh? But if it's someone else, she'd probably send them home. And I was just taking a piss, eh? Oh, um, but all right. So fast forward, right? Yeah. Fast forward, and then. I, you had Bachelor in Paradise, and I think I've seen you directly after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bachelor, so I went Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Came off Bachelorette. Um, and then I went to Bachelorette. Bachelorette aired. And I was doing, I was doing nothing between Bachelorette and Bachelorette airing. And then I... Um, and halfway through Bachelorette airing, I went to Fiji to film. So I didn't even like have, I didn't even have any, hadn't dove into any of the fucking um, people knowing me or anything like that. I was still in Fiji. I was watching my finale on a laptop in Fiji. Oh, really? Yeah. Filming another show. And, um, and then... And what they come? What they did they come up like? When did you find out you were going on Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, I knew I was going on Paradise, like 
from I don't know. Few, only, during only, the only, other only, show or just nah, after? No, 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 not during the other show. Only a few weeks later, they called me. Yeah. And I just hung up on them and like, no. don't you call me about this. How dare you call me? You've seen my heart broken. <laughs> I'm there just waiting for the money, just waiting for the dollars to go up. Eh? <laughs> I just kept saying, how dare you call me? Don't you call me back. Ring me back when you've got more money. Well, you got to play I the knew, game. Bro, I knew, I knew I had a... I was, I knew it's I was fucking... A big, you know what, man? Like the, it, the other boys are fucking dumb. They're ringing the producers going, can I go on it? Can I go on? I'm like, you're fucking stupid. Mate, pay the... Like, you are worth something now. If you, like, went to top four... And it's it's like... It's not like... I think this is the thing as well. It's not it's not easy, man. Like, I, I reckon that... Like, that'd be one of the hardest things to do. Like, you go on TV, you're now under so much scrutiny. Yeah. Like, you put every your life move. on the line. You put your life on the line. And I didn't come off like the best... From that, I didn't give a fuck, but um, there was a bit of twisting and turning from the producers and shit on that show, but it still didn't it didn't bother me. It didn't rock me when I got got out. Um, but but you, that's what you do. You look at Kieran. Kieran got fucked by the producers. Like if I could go into that and say about all the manipulation and shit that he got stitched with, um, that could have been me, eh? They go in there and they go, oh, she's just a young, you're just single, young, just go and play the field, kiss all the girls, and then they'll, Kieran will stay with the girl and the producers will be like, you don't actually like her, you can go to a different one. Then he'll do it and then you see the edit and it's just Kieran like just <laughs> getting kidding, absolutely man. fucking folded by the producers. And it's, and, and they, they were doing it to me too. They're like, oh, you don't like her, go to a different girl. I was like, motherfucker, I'll see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, it's a trap, man. It's a fucking But that's why, you, that's why you've got to ask for the money, man. Because yeah, it's like, you yeah. come out and like, you people are fucking crazy. Like, yeah. you know, social media is fucked. Yeah. Like, I look at like... Oh, mate, I was getting... Once the feminists get onto you, you're fucked. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's one, that's one group of people... You don't want to fuck with the feminists. They will rip your heart out. Yeah. And they, um, they, they all got Instagram. Let me tell you. Yeah. I got, I remember, man. Like, cause I, I, I mean, I, I don't. You say I, one wrong thing, man. Your Insta, bo- your whole box is full. You fucking pig. Yeah. And but that's the thing. It's like you know. Yeah. I think like. I have, to, I have to do an apology. Sorry, bro. Keep going. No, I do remember. I remember because like I like I mean I, I'm gonna be honest. I never fucking watch it, but yeah. um. My partner was watching it, and and she was like, "Fuck!" Like she's going on about it, and I'm like, "Man, I don't go live. Like, fucking look through, look through the surface. Like yeah. I go there. So like the reality is, is like you've seen how much fucking shit that these producers and stuff. How like there's always a story that comes out afterwards yeah. of like the, what what the truth was. So my my, my thing was uh, my one where I had to apologise with that um, was. The one where I had to apologise was we had this dinner party and I was just giving it to Kieran's, um, Kieran's ex-missus who came on. I was just cheering her up. But because no one was saying anything at the dinner party, producers pulled me aside and go, stir it up. Razz it up. Razz it You're up. Kidding. And they're in the corner. I'm looking at them and they're just going like this to me. The produ- producers are doing <laughs> this one here. Stir, stir the, the pot. pot. And so I'm just firing this shit at Renee and not knowing, that th- having full trust in production that... On the last show, when I stirred the pot, and they, made you look they good. understood that I wasn't, there was no malice behind it, so they didn't like, like, they didn't like post, like, put it in a manipulating way, like with bad music behind it, and like 
cut in my scenes and my face looks fucking like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, so I had full faith in them and like, they like, stir the pot. So I was like, fuck yeah, stir, stir it up. And then like, it looked, it looked fully bad. And that's when I went to leave on Paradise. So I was like, I'm not getting fucking manipulated. But oh, that, that, I said, that's not me. Like, I didn't want her to actually feel bad. So You're I not said, a malice oh, person. Yeah, yeah. Man. I didn't want her to actually feel bad. And that's when I said to production, I'm leaving because you guys are bullying. And we had to sign a bullying clause before we went in there that, that um, they can like, terminate our contracts or whatever um, if if they deem us to be bullying. And then they had a definition of bullying that like if... Uh, so pretty if much you, saying... If, 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 if I know, if I say something that I know affects you and... and you press on it, whether you think it's right or I think it's right. If I can see it's affecting you and I press on it, then that's bullying and then they can fuck us up for it. And then Kieran cheated on Renee ages ago and they kept putting these questions in the box and making Kieran talk about this, how he cheated, like 20 times, but every day they would be like, let's talk about Kieran, how he's a cheater. And I was like, didn't you make a sign of fucking form where... You can see some. As soon as you see someone's uncomfortable about something, and you press on it's bullying. I said, "How's this not fucking bullying?" It was big dramas, eh? That's what I mean. Like you got to, and I think that's that's probably a smart thing by you. Is like fucking pay me, right? Like, because yeah. that's the thing. It's like you probably got the good end of the stick yeah, on I the did. previous show, and then yeah. this one, they're like fucking. You know, but that can happen. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they don't know what they're gonna do. They probably just go this way. Yeah, let's fucking let's. Yeah. We need a bit of juice. Yeah, they let's razz it of up. Juice, yeah. All right, so fast forward again, and I think this is where me, I seen you in Bali, in Bali and we were training, yeah. and it's interesting, I was, we were kind of laughing about it before, and I was like, man, you've got to start a business. Yeah. But I'm interested to see, like, what the change was, right, like, afterwards, because I think that's when I started to really notice you yeah. kind of fucking head down. So when I, was, no, when I was in Bali, I flew out of Bali into Darwin to a nightclub gig, into uh, fucking... The Gold Coast, I was doing nightclubs every second weekend, partying, like getting off my head. I was getting paid grouse money for Instagram, grouse money for this, grouse money for that. And there was probably a couple months there after Bachelorette had aired, all my Instagram started going down and like um, I could see it slowly like going declining. Like declining. And I was like, fuck, this isn't just, just, and like I wasn't getting the nightclub gigs. I'd done all the nightclubs and blown all my money. I was like, this isn't sustainable. I'm going to be fucking another flash in the pan here. And I was like, I've got this other show that's going to air. I've just filmed it. I've got this other show that's going to air in like probably um, like four or five months. And it, yeah, five months. And it's going to give me another three months after that. And then you're done. That's all you get. And then you're going to fucking drop off the planet when mm. the next TV show comes. And that's when I was like, if you're going to do anything, um, you need something to um, keep it going if you're going to leverage off it. And so I just sat down and had a think. I was going to do, do the... Uh, I was doing booty bands with Spinksy. Mm. It was what we were going to do. And lockdown, that, I remember that. Because yeah, you said, yeah, start a business. And we were looking into business like I start. And lockdown was happening. And I was like, fucking, that's what we got to do. We'll do the, um, we'll do the booty bands because like, it'll work. And I'll have the platform to be able to do it. Everyone's in lockdown should be sweet and then as I was studying into booty band I was like we might as well do a t-shirt too and then I just found this fucking love for designing the, the clothes the clothes eh? 
I just like, I just I started loving it. And I said to my mate, I said, look, bro, you can do the bands by yourself. I'm, uh, I love, I was getting the samples and touching them. I was like, these are shit, these are good. These, I was just Because you're creative like that. Yeah. I think that's one thing, like, um, <coughs> you know, you're very creative like that. And that's, like, it's fucking, it's, you've got to have it for, for what you're doing. And yeah. I think that's why, you, you know, your, your clothing and your, your branding's so good. But um, I'm interested, why front runner? Like, what does that mean? I was, ru- I was I was actually running heaps at the time. I was ru- I was doing I was, I was set myself little goals and challenges and stuff. And I was doing like a I was doing a running challenge. Um, we had to run every day, and I do running for me is meditation. Mm. Like I call it meditation on the move. Eh? Um, and it I just had lots of time to think. And front runner, front runner, front runner just came up. I was like, fuck, that's such a powerful name so many different you can use it for yeah. so many it's not just running front runner is so like broad so yeah i mean i originally i thought like i mean because a lot of the branding initially you were kind of looking at um like what it means to be a front runner yeah and, and what are these different meanings yeah and it's like you know what i the gauge i got from it was like it's more about and i mean this is what i'm more interested in with yourself is like Having that name, what has that done for you on an individual oh, level? Oh, mate, I, I knew, because I, I was talking about Pip Edwards before, I listened to a Pip, Pip Edwards podcast and, like, and like so many different peop, business people's podcasts and it's like you have to be a walking, talking version of your brand mm. if you want to fucking sell shit. And I can't be having a brand called Front Runner going around being a fucking drug addict, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I knew that I had to be a front runner in every single aspect of my life. If people are going to take me seriously, I have to set the tone for what what a front runner is, and I and I did, and I knew that I'd be letting myself down. People wouldn't be if I wanted to do it properly. I've done everything so seriously since I started today. It just gave me a lifeline. Hey, um, it's changed your life. It, man. it has hundred percent, and the, the the meaning I had behind it was like. I'm a front runner. Life's a race, and you're only racing yourself. You're not racing against anyone else. You're just sort of trying to be your best every single day. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's, it's, I mean, and that, that's. I think that's. I, I really love that because, at the end of the day, man, it has changed your life. And I think the reason we do this podcast, right, is because we're trying to uh, create conversations that. Uh, will change someone's mind, yeah. right? That will actually impact people. And yeah. I think it's good to see, you know, I mean, I've been through it, man. Like, my life is completely different. Like, yeah. fucking, I don't know, I still can't believe I fucking got this thing. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's wild to think of yeah. where I was fucking four years ago, five years ago yeah. um, to now. But I think it, most importantly, it's like anybody can do it, Yeah. right? And it's like, you got to just, I mean, initially it's like, you, I think you do have to go through some type of trauma and trauma to everyone is different but more importantly like you can change at any one point in time yeah like you don't have to wait you don't have to and and it's it really is just like like you said like I'd love to see what's in your notes man because you said yeah. you know that letter you wrote to yourself but it's that is a form of like just understanding yourself and yeah. asking yourself certain questions mate I'll fucking sit there all night I ask myself questions just l- I have so many conversations with myself, write them down, write letters to myself. I've, all, I've wrote letters to myself since I was bloody 18, eh? Whenever I'm off the rails, I always write letters to myself. Um, and I write them to myself in a sense that as if I was talking to my best mate. 
And so I'd say, dear Tim, and be like, give myself the advice that I would give you, because I knew I could give good advice to people, and I would say, like, fucking shit's not right at the moment, like, you're being a fuckhead. Like, if I was talking real honestly to my best mate, who needed a fucking good stern talking to, I'd be like, mate, you are being a shit cunt. I can't say much swearing. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, right. You are being a fuck. You are being shit ass at the moment. You're being a poor version of yourself. Um, but you know the best thing, like you know what you're doing wrong. You know yourself. You what you're doing wrong. You know what you can do to change it. What steps can we do to 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 um, to change our habits right now? And let's go back to basics. And I, whenever like shit would fall apart for me, I'd always like have this like list, and I would get excited because I knew, all right, fuck, we're going back to the list. Shit's not right. We're going back to the list. And I would not look at any of the things that I was doing in my life. Wouldn't be like, oh, you're partying too much, too too much. I'll put it down to how you're eating, how you're sleeping, um, how's your exercise, and. Sleeping, eating, education, e- exercise. That's pretty much like the ma- the main few ones. Feel that, good, and man. I would ask my, I, I, and I ask myself, oh, well, what's your training be like, being like this week? And it'd be like, oh no, I'd, I'd, the answer would be like, oh, you're not, you haven't been training hard at all. You got no, you got no goals. That's another thing. I had to have goals. You got no goals. You're not training well. Have you know, like some, it's, it's, oh yeah, is my is my um, place clean? And the answer would be no to all of them. Mm. And um, they're such small things that, like, I would know as soon as I get my eating right, I'll start feeling better. As soon as my house is clean, I'll start feeling better. My car's clean, that I'll start feeling better. And as soon as I start training, I'll start feeling better. And as soon as I start sleeping better, I'll start feeling better. And then start right there. Don't look at anything else. Just get those fucking basics right first. And then I know shit will... Shit flows on from those four like fundamentals of my life, and then then I can then I can ask myself the big questions. Isn't like like I'll start so small like is my bed made in the morning? I think if I can't get those tiny things right, if I'm not doing those things that I know are the best for me, then don't even bother trying re- like to stop taking drugs or stop drinking. If you can't even do those small things, how are you going to make these massive changes in my life? So yeah. I'd strip it back to, to the tiniest little things and start getting the little things right. Because I knew, then I can reevaluate, ask the questions then. But if shit's not right, get the small things right first. Yeah, it's old, like the way you do something is the way you do everything. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's so true. If you're always rushing around, if you're always like fucking, if you're not doing those basic things right, then you're not going to get the, the, yep. the things that you need to get right for the goal that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, 100%. And I think like that's something that, you can often get into this mindset where you're like, yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like there's small things I'm working on something bigger, but then it's usually those things that you sweep under the rug that come yeah. back to bite on the, on the ass. Yeah. Well, where, where's Front Runner going then, right? Like what's your vision for it? I reckon we're going to be the biggest brand, like biggest unisex brand in the world. That's my plan anyway. I feel like there's, there's a gap. There's no one fucking dominating unisex. What does that mean? Like, well, so for, for the listeners at home, like when you say, I mean, unisex, obviously. Unisex, unisex is for everyone. Everyone can wear it anyway. Because there's a certain style that has to come with that, right? And I think it's like, because this is probably talking more to your creative mind, but, yeah. you know, w- there's a certain style that if you're, bu- if you're designing clothes that has to fit both yeah. male and female, yeah. right? Like, what style is that? And what's like, because you said there's a gap. Like, what, what aren't people getting about it? I just don't think people are 
Yeah, I just don't think there's a brand where you see both girls and boys wearing. There's, there's boys brands and there's girls brands. There's no like, there's no in between. And I think, yeah, I think you know what? I think it's just um, from a design from a design perspective. It's the like we're all going, we're going into oversized, mm-hmm. um, and I just I just feel like the reason I did this, I felt like every time. My girlfriend just wears my clothes way too much. <laughs> Mate, preaching to the choir. My girlfriend just wears my clothes way too much. And at the start, she's like, um, she's like, oh, we should do these crop things, do these crop jumpers. Let's do the crop. That'll go with this. And then I watch her for a few days. And she has crop jumpers in her thing. But she Doesn't still wear picks them. mine. And, I say, and everywhere we go, every time she puts it on, I say, look, see, you're wearing my one. You're wearing my one. You're wearing my one. So... Yeah. It's a it's a psychological thing as well, right? I think like I mean, and this is like a something that we actually teach in some of our courses. But it's like when you're trying to define a niche, right? Yeah. Like you're not trying to define a niche between male and female or demographics. No. It's more so about customer psychology. Yeah. Right. And if you focus on psychology, you don't narrow yourself down to a certain demographic or anything like that. But you're actually getting more of an understanding of the psychology of the customer. Yeah. And like that's probably from. You know, a branding perspective front runner, right? Yeah. It's it's a cus- it's a psychology. Like, it's like Nike, right? It's like you wear Nike because you believe in the athlete's mindset. Yeah. You know, like I'll, I'll if I see Nike versus Adidas, most of the time I'll probably buy Nike. I will now after buying, after reading Phil Knight's book. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? It's a it's a psychological thing, and I think that's probably, I mean, front runner itself has a psychology behind it, but yeah. the design as well. Like it's yeah. it's like because unisex, like again males and females wear Nike. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like yeah, if you yeah, focus yeah. on the psychology, you know, for yourself, you've done that. And I think it allows you to, instead of focusing on what's going to fit women, what's going to fit men, it's more about like, first of all, we look at the brand, we look at what we stand for, what we're trying to do, the yeah. style we're trying to go for. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we design something that both males and females can wear. Yeah, 100%. What about business-wise? Like, what are some of the biggest lessons to date that you've learned from a business perspective. Oh, I'm so lucky, man, because I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about business when I started. So I'm, I'm lucky. I bought my best mate Joy in, um, gave him 20% of the business for nothing, um, knowing that in five years, Tommy, if I, if I buy that for 20% off him for a fucking few hundred thousand, I'll have got my money's worth. Because I wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't have. I don't know anything about business. If you don't know something, you don't know something. Um, it's fucking so it's such a you know man like I think that's one of the biggest things in business is everybody like they, they, they get really scared to make these moves because of that right it's like I don't know enough uh, I don't know what I'm doing and that causes me anxiety that causes me fear therefore I'm not going to actually do anything yeah you know you know what have, having joy having joy um, uh, running the business side of it mate I just go f- I can go free reign on everything that you're good at, that I'm good at, and that mm-hmm. I love doing, and it's having the back of my mind. The ship will never sink because he's run, he he he's he's really steering the ship in that in that financial sense. Mm-hmm. And I just know that every decision now that we make, before we made our first load, we made like probably like I don't know eighty grand or whatever. Had eighty grand sitting in the bank and I was just spending the day. I was just like, fuck, yeah, this is mad. <laughs> and then we ran out of money, yeah. I was like, fuck, where did all the money go? <laughs> so I rang Joy, I was like, well, I probably think I need you to give me a hand. 
I had no idea about cash flow, put all these orders in, didn't know that I like, had started all these orders um, for these different garments and stuff and there's like a gap between when we we're going to sell it and when we needed to pay it and I was just like, fuck it. I, I didn't know we had cash flow at, this, at, at all. And then, um, but yeah, we got it all sorted. I think as a founder, like it's, you know, I mean, again, like I think everybody feels like they need to do it themselves. And I actually like the idea of bringing somebody in. You know how many people said to me, don't bring anyone in, man. It'll just make it fucking hard. It'll just make it thing. But you know what? Joe's my best mate. I was his best man at his wedding last year. And I love calling him. Me and him do it together. It's like, and he doesn't want any, he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't even, he wouldn't care if no one knew about him. That's the best part. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. there for the, he's not there to be, like, to be the, to be the owner of Front Runner. He doesn't want to be that. He doesn't, he doesn't need everyone to know, oh yeah, I'm, the, I'm one of the owners of Front Runner. Yeah. That's the best part. Uh, it just allows you to be in the position you want to be in. Yeah. Right? Like and, he, and, and he's so, like, he's, he loves, he's such an open thinker too. He's a, he's a big, he asks the big questions. He, um, he never says to me no. Like, if I say to him, oh, I want to sponsor this guy for a thousand bucks, he, he wouldn't ask why. He just trust you. Yeah. He trusts me. He's like, yeah, fucking no, let's do that. Let's do it. We can afford that. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So important. So important. I think, like, and especially going into business with someone, like, you have to be able to trust them like that. Yeah. Because, and yet, like, I mean, what I was saying before, right, it's like you being in the position that best suits you in the business instead of trying to be something over here, like, trying to manage the cash flow and trying yeah. to do that, I think sometimes that can, like, you, you know, there's going to be times where you know you're not good at something. Right. Like, I know in my business, I'm a very good strategic thinker. Yeah. I can think about the strategy and yeah. I can think about the product and I can I can go okay psychologically this is what we're doing but then when it comes to execution like I'm not bad at it but fuck man there's there's people in my business that are much better yeah right. you know like Reese Reese is is he's the master of execution yeah right like he's he's like uh, the, the fucking one of my partners and yeah. he's the master of it man like he can he can understand okay this is what we're trying to do this is how it needs to go. Boom, 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 boom. And yeah, I think it's right. it's so important to be able to identify. And it's an ego thing, right? It's like your ability to actually put yourself in a position that you're good instead of trying to just run the show. Yeah. Fuck, man. That can be the thing that absolutely tears you down. Mate, the best, I'm telling, telling you, I would not have been able to do this without my Mrs. Bree. Yeah. That's, that's the, and that's what, that was another big thing about a big, big stage of my life that allowed me to come into this was being... and I. I didn't need to, I knew if I'm going to get back with her and be with her, she's going to be half of me, she's going to get half of the business, she's going to get half of everything, no matter what ha what, what happens. Uh, and I and she was working her, her job and I was, st I was starting front running and I sat down with her and I told her the, the grand plan, I said I want this to be like, be ours. Mm. And both she compliments everything that I don't know. She knows how to do, mm -hmm. and she's so good at the like, at the the back end sort of stuff. Mm. And the shit that I'm not not terrible at, when, and, and wouldn't have the time or the patience to be able to be able to do. She does it, and but she couldn't make a big decision if she'd like to save her life. Yeah, eh? yeah. Like she'd be like, "Fuck, what are you doing?" Yeah, and yeah. I, but I can I can make big decisions, eh? Like bang, straight up. Let's, let's do, and not question myself at all. It's it, and I mean again, it just talks to like from the outside looking in. Now that you, what you've mentioned, it's like a business is just something that needs to gel. 
Yeah. You just need to have the right parts fitting in and get the right team yeah, and everybody everybody playing their now. role. Yeah. You know? We're starting to build teams out now. That's exactly what we're doing. We're looking at we just had a we just had a ninety day plan with George. I came up to us and we had a we had a ninety day plan, looked at what the twelve next twelve months is gonna look like. From a cash perspective and from a uh, from uh, from a business perspective and just the numbers just, we keep selling out and we're just like how are we gonna how are we gonna scale up and how and how are we going to be able to take on the load if we're gonna scale up so much? Mm. And so we're starting to build out teams um, now so that we're gonna be able to fulfill the production when it comes to it. So we're not gonna be like, all right, we're doing a whatever, um, we're doing a certain amount of money this month, a certain amount of money that month, and then it fucking quadruples in the next month, and we won't be able to take the load. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that I realised in business, it's all timelines and trigger points, right? Yeah. So, like, you, you know, you talked about that 90-day plan, but within that 90 days, there's going to be certain trigger points that tell you or that you achieve that preset where you're like, okay, now we can go to that next level, yeah. right? Or, you know, um, and the timelines as well. So, like, when can we do this? What, yeah. When do we need, like, we need, we need to build infrastructure, yeah. which is our teams, and that allow us to scale. Yeah. And we, you know, those teams cost money. So yeah. then, therefore, we have to have a certain amount of money yeah, to get that team. Yeah, we looked at, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's all trigger points and timelines. And that's, like, one of the hardest things to do because in business, it's very easy to get caught up in just next week, next week, next yeah. week, next week, next month. But yeah. instead, now what you got to do is you got to look ahead ninety days. You know, that's why it's so good to have Joy. I wouldn't know any of that shit. And he's like, "All right, well, in this in this month, this next month, we'll be able to put on a full time this person. We'll be able to put on full time designer. Put a, put on this. Eventually, the whole the plan is to have a business that runs itself. Autonomous passive income. Yeah, a business that runs itself where me and Bree are just sitting there, and we have designers. We have Fucking people doing content. We have people picking and packing. Mm. We have all I'm doing is just flying around the world, just looking for designs. Send being Timmy. Send them out to do our designer. Just going, let's do this. Send it to me when it's done. You speak to the you speak to the supplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So to wrap this up, then, um, congratulations. You know, Thanks, like bro. it's fucking. Epic to see it all happening for you, and I fucking wish you the best of luck with everything in the future. Um, but I think you're also an inspiration for people out there, and honestly, you're probably going to fucking sit there and go, "Fuck, nah, nah, nah." But I think yeah, yeah. I think you are, and I think it's important for people out there to realise that no matter where you are, no matter who you are, yeah. you can you can make something of yourself, and you've got an opportunity right now to to make that change. So, what's your advice to someone who you know maybe has an idea or maybe you know, doesn't have the confidence in themselves or doesn't think that they can, they can, you know, make something of themselves. What's your advice my, to them? My, my biggest advice ever, I actually thought, think about this question a lot. What can, I, what can I give to people? What, from what I've done, what can I give to people? My biggest advice is to try everything because, like, <clears throat> I wouldn't have stumbled across my passion in clothes unless I'd fucking said yes to every single thing. Like, I have done, <clears throat> I wrote down the other day, um, how many jobs that, I, that I've, I've worked because I never did I never went to um, uni never did, did a trade but like said yes to everything bro I've fucking done door to door sales I've worked in call centers I've went, worked on a prawn farm I've fucking worked <laughs> in Chinese restaurant like bro just everything from the that it's like this end 
to this end and learn off every single person. You'll fucking finally get there. You'll, fo you'll find it. Just keep going. Keep, Take saying, keep, keep saying yes. Don't be scared. And if you hate doing something, don't fucking do it. Just change. Like, it's not that hard. People go, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to quit my job because like, oh, just quit it and you'll find another one. <laughs> that's like, people will say, oh, that's not just, it's not that. It's not it's that easy. It's not that easy. It fucking is that easy. I'm telling you. You just got to fucking, I mean. You just got to want it. Yeah. Like, you just got to want it and learn people. What? Learn people. Like, learn how to deal with different people and that's how you do that in different situations. Yeah, with so different, true. With different, like, with different, like, every single job that I've had in those different fields all have a completely different type of people in them yeah the more people you can interact with the more sh you can learn and you understand yeah all right brother thanks all for coming right. on Cheers i appreciate legend. it thanks heaps. front runner where they so first of all where can they find front runner front, like front runner au on uh instagram on gram. pretty much what we're doing at the moment front runner au on facebook Facebook's not cranking. We need to get it going. Website. Website. Any drops? The new kit? So, yeah. Mate, we got that much coming. That On the camera, what Timmy's wearing is coming. It looks fucking fly. Yeah. We got heaps. We got heaps coming. We, we, we probably had... Um, so we would get like probably five, six hundred units at a time, usually. Six hundred units would come to in my house and... <laughs> And then now we've got about like five thousand coming. Really? Um, Shit. On our next boat. Crazy. So. But check it out. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. All right. All Thanks right. for coming on, Cheers brother. Legend. Really appreciate it.